This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From our virtual studios in the Netherlands and Camarillo, California. It is time once again for the Marketing Geeks. Yes, we are back and out of the top marketing shows out there, we have been awarded as one of the marketing shows that are out there for your listening right. pleasure. We are on the list of shows. We made it. We made it on the list. I don't know what list yeah. that is, but we're on it. And you know this week... This week, Andros, yes, we have a very special guest on this week because we're going to talk about Pinterest this week. And I don't even think we have a Pinterest page for Marketing Geeks. We don't because uh, demographically, more women have Pinterest than men. Which is a fact, a very sexist thing to say, but that's uh, that's just you, though. So I'm a a woke male (laughs) and I will own that. And that's how I roll, man. I'm learning. I'm learning and I'm willing to own what is mine. So, yes. As long as you learn. Not only that, as long as I'm learning. And not only that, this guest is pretty awesome. You're going to get a special gift at the end of the show if you listen all the way through. So, with that, Marketing Geeks. Marketing Geeks. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, How you doing, Mr. Man? I'm excited. I, like I said, yeah. I am pumped to learn how to market my business with Pinterest. I, I could definitely use a refresher, but before we do that, you know what we need to do? What's that? Pay some bills. So here we go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. I hope you, uh, you know, at least uh, check out our sponsor because that uh, does help us. And, uh, you know, people, uh, people, people need to be just looked at. That's, that's all I can say. And the next (laughs) guest definitely needs to be uh, looked at because I looked at her website. It's awesome. And she has a great story and she's going to tell us a little bit about uh, Pinterest and how to, uh, how to navigate it and leverage it. And uh, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Angie Gensler. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me on. 
Hey. No, thank you for, for being on. Uh, and uh, you told us before the show started that you've never listened to the show, right? <laughs> that is correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's why we got her as a guest, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we did it. Uh, actually, I, I, I checked out your website and uh, it's uh, uh, AngieGensler.com, or as they would say in the Netherlands, Angie Gensler. And uh, it's, that's A-N-G-I-E-G-E-N-S-L-E-R. And uh, you uh, have a, a pretty good website. You, you basically took the leap. Why don't you tell us, first of all, a little about your story? Because uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So I came from a corporate marketing background and I worked in corporate marketing for about 10 years and loved my job. I absolutely loved what I did until one day I didn't. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just kind of lost the passion and it just kind of hit me one day. I was like, wow, I am doing all of this work and I'm, I'm just not feeling the purpose anymore. And I miss my kids. I was traveling a lot and I really, did got- you get burnout? Uh, yeah, I think I did get burnout. I mean, a part of it too was my boss changed at one point. Mm. And so now I had a new boss that had different values than me and required a lot more uh, impromptu travel and meetings. So I didn't feel like I was in control of my schedule anymore. And that drove me freaking crazy. <laughs> and by different values, you mean he was a dick? Uh, it was actually she. So my, my oh, well, she, by different values, you mean she was a dick. She was a dick. Yes. So my previous boss was amazing. He was just the greatest. And he taught me that like one of, one of his big quotes that I will never forget from him. He said, why in the hell would I work 40 hours when I can get the job done in 20? And he said that once in a leadership team meeting. I mean, he was in front of everyone on his leadership team and he said this to us and he's like, you guys are all crazy. Why are you working so many hours? And it was like, yeah, why, why would I, if I can do it in fewer? And that Isn't that was it just, because like they make you work those hours. I mean, most corporate jobs, like they don't care that you can get the job done faster. They still want their they hours. Still want, yes. Yeah, which makes no yeah. sense. I agree it's with so that. Ridiculous. Quote, yeah. But that's just kind of how it, it is for a lot of jobs. Absolutely. And so I was so blessed for years to have this other, this previous man as my boss, he was amazing. And then this woman comes in and and yeah, she was a dick. <laughs> something tells oh, me she didn't. Man. Something tells me she didn't appreciate twenty hours of work as counting as forty. That's no, definitely not. And I'm she, very intuitive. Was, I'm very intuitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good about like she uh, she still valued family, so she was really great about honoring you know my kids and my family commitments. But but no, she um, she wanted forty plus hours out of everybody, and we all had to travel a lot and show up at a meeting that she'd schedule last minute. And it was really frustrating. And what so, were you doing at that time? Like, what was your, what was your main job function? Uh, so I was the leader of marketing for an HVAC company. Ah. So mm-hmm. it was very sexy. <laughs> I was uh, marketing well, commercial. Air conditioning is. Air conditioning, air conditioning yep. is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, thanks for letting me know that. Cause I had no idea what HVAC was. I was, I was trying to like figure like H, what's the H for? Oh yeah, yeah. I, sorry. Heating, ventilating, and air conditioning. Yeah. So big, uh, and it was all commercial. So it was. So what happened? Like, like you got into big trouble, right? Uh, yeah. I almost got fired. So I was Uh-oh. traveling. Yeah. I was traveling for work and I was in part of this big leadership program where they take people from all over the country who basically they're like, okay, you're going to be our 
next level, like top executives, and we're going to train you and groom you and fly you all over the country for trainings. And so I was at one of these trainings in New York City. And, you know, we're in meetings all day. And then afterwards, we have the nights free to ourselves. So me and a bunch of other people went out to dinner. And then we were like, let's go down to Wall Street. Let's go just like tour the city and and hang out. So we go down to Wall Street, and there's the bull, right? And so I look at my coworker, I'm like, I want you to take a picture of me. I'm going to grab that bull's balls. Like, and I want you to take my picture. (laughs) Which everyone (laughs) does. I mean, if you, if you look at the statue, uh, you know, if, if you haven't been to New York and you haven't seen that statue that's in front of uh, the uh, stock exchange is this giant bull and the ball, it's like at these giant balls and they're, they're actually, they're they're clean. They're like, they're like shiny because it's like tradition. (laughs) Everyone goes and rubs the balls. That's what you do. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm, plus I'm just the kind of woman that's going to grab the bull by the ball. So, so that's <laughs> like, I hope you get consent first <laughs> because I'm a woke man and I know you got to do that. <laughs> I totally did. Totally. Um, okay, good, so good. my coworker's Ooh. taken all these pictures on his phone. We think it's hilarious. We go back, you know, no big deal. The next day, everyone's laughing about it. Well, then a couple days later, I get back to my office after the trip and my HR rep calls me in and she says, we need to talk. I heard that you took inappropriate photos while on a work trip and you might get fired over this. What? I was like, e- right. And I was like, oh shit. So I call my dad and my dad's an attorney and I tell him what happens. And he goes, Angie, that's bullshit. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> and he was like, you know, he's been giving me all this advice on what to say and how to, you know, how to document it. And it, it ended up, the whole thing ended up blowing over, but what it, made me realize is in that moment, it really hit me. I was like, wow, I I thought I was going to be with this company for a long time. I thought I was going to work super high up the ranks. I was really loyal. And then it hit me. I'm like, if, if they don't appreciate the kind of person I am, because I'm, I'm the kind of woman that will grab the bull by the balls. And if that's not okay, then I do not belong here. Yeah, no and, kidding. I mean, that's that in my mind, like, you know, companies in the 21st century need to know that that's actually an Instagrammable moment for the company. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like people would look at that and be like, awesome, I'm going to do business with them. Right. And, and so right. They're, they're obviously living by this old standard that, you know, we talk a lot mm-hmm. about the, the shift in, in how companies do business, but this is definitely one of them. I mean, like companies that stand by this kind of stoic sort of like, you got to be adults you know, whatever that is. Um, so you took the leap and you, you, you decided you were going to, well, it's also, it's also a different value system. I mean, like that's funny. Like that should be considered funny, but it's like, you think about, you think of some of these companies though, they still value, like you have to wear formal dress, even though clients don't even come into the offices, some of these companies. So I think that's shifting a lot for most companies. I mean, I've read articles about how millennials have kind of changed corporate culture for a lot of big companies in that regard. Like now you can take photos grabbing bulls, balls from the bowl. I don't know. That's a, that's a tongue twister. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it's a, you know, you gotta have a sense of humor. It's fun. It's funny. And it's a metaphor. And if you can't see that, then Mm -hmm. you're, you know, it's, you're right not to want to work for that company. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, so, so what was the, what was the, the, the climb out of there and how did you start doing what you're doing now? Yeah. So after that, I, my husband and I kind of dove into about five or six months of just research, you know, figuring out, okay, what is my next step? 
what kind of business could I create? What's the model look like? And, and we explored every avenue, you know, from consulting to, and we'd owned other types of businesses before. And, and our research kept going back to a blog. And we thought, man, like of, of our skill sets, because my husband does web design, you know, and I'm, and so we thought, wow, from all of our different skill sets that we have and the experience that we have, a blog just really seems to make the most sense. So I started ENGGensler.com uh, in November. We started building the site. This is November of 2016. And then we launched it on December 18th, 2016. And at the time, it was kind of funny. So at the, at the time of launch, we wrote some goals up on the whiteboard that we had. And one of the goals was to get 100 email subscribers with, by July. So I think we gave ourselves like six months to get 100 email subscribers. And we got them in 10 days. Nice. And, Whoa. Yeah. And we were just kind of like, oh, okay. Well, huh. We're on to something here. <laughs> and then by 30 days, I had 543. I mean, it, it was crazy. And I was able to do that. Like it grew so quickly, pretty much from Pinterest. And, and, how, and yeah, how, how did you do that? Like, give, give us the process of how you did that so quickly. Yeah. So with Pinterest, you know, a lot of people, what they don't realize is that it's a search engine. And so they use it as a social network and it really needs to be viewed more as a search engine. So I did a lot. Not of, just for cupcakes. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, and, it's, and, yeah. It's not just for food and fitness and fashion. And, and DIY. Yeah. And just, just, just for, for an SEO perspective, let me, if, if you don't mind me busting in there and please, yeah. you know, if there, if, if there's anything that you want to add, uh, by all means, you know, one of the ways that Google looks at, uh, rankings as far as how they rank companies is through authority. If a, if a website is mentioned on another site that has authority, then it will uh, take that into account and give you a higher ranking on, uh, on the search results. Mm -hmm. And uh, two websites that are easy to do that with, well, three actually, is YouTube, Pinterest, and uh, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. because uh, they're open to Google search engines. And so Google considers all of those sites as ones that have really good authority. So uh, that, was a, that was a smart move on your part. Mm, thank you. And, and, and what was the, and, and so what was the, you, you went on Pinterest and so what was the type of content that you were posting and how were you getting uh, traffic from the, from that? Yeah. So I had done a bunch of keyword research and I was promoting, I had three different blog posts and one lead magnet at the time when I launched. And so my lead magnet was a social media content calendar and it was just a freebie that I gave out and it was it was pretty basic, but it was so killer that people were just going nuts over it. Did um, you design and, it yourself? Yep. Yep. I designed it from scratch. It's what I used in my corporate job. And I thought, well, if this helped me in my corporate job, surely it will help other people. And I just made it, I tweaked it a little bit so it could work for more small businesses and not like in the corporate setting. And then actually- So you allowed for ball grabbing bulls. In this new, in this new version, the new non-corporate yes. version. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't all buttoned up. Okay. Um, but you know, side note on that, which we can get into later if you want. But that freebie that grew my list freaking bonkers that first year, I ended up then turning into a paid product, and that paid product has now turned me into a seven-figure business. Um, what? Oh, wow. seven seven figures. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, so that's another cool little rabbit hole we can go down later. <laughs> yeah, we definitely but, will. Which is, 
Yeah, which is funny because we're a seven-figure business too, but that's like seven bucks because we have seven listeners. So, you know, <laughs> we're we're right there with you, Angie Kinsler. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, okay, so, so sorry, I side I sidetracked. Um, so I was doing. I had that lead magnet, the calendar, and then I had three blog posts that were all about social media. So one of the big ones was like what to post on social media, and that's really it. You know, I did not have a ton of content, but I was sharing it to Pinterest group boards and then just doing some pinning, like scheduled pinning using a tool called Tailwind. And that's it. And it got me over 5,000 page views that first month, the over 500 email subscribers. It was working like crazy. And so what was the kind of stuff that you were pinning? Um, so I would pin pins of my own content. So those three blog posts in the lead magnet. And then I would also find other people's content if I found good blog posts about different social media channels. So I was trying to post different stuff about, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, any good tips, resources, helpful information that I found from other people related to social media marketing, I would pin that as well. So were you grabbing like inspirational quotes from those articles and then just kind of making like brief Canva memes and then putting them on Pinterest or what, what are the photos no. or images that you were using with your, um, when sharing an article, when sharing this content? Yeah. So a lot of the articles, most of the marketing articles on Pinterest, typically they're created by marketers. So the marketers know that you have to have a really good pin design with a good headline. So everything that I pin is always a long image. So it has a two to three size ratio. And then it has some sort of headline on it so that it's really easy as people are scrolling through the feed, they can see exactly what this article, this piece of content is about. So is it like an infographic or is it actually like... An no, it's, it's pretty much just an image with text. Okay. Now, there are some infographics. There are some of those, but, you know, infographics tend not to produce as much traffic. They get a lot of saves. A lot of people like to save them and then refer back to them later. But if you actually and later never get, comes, yeah, later never comes. Exactly. And so I think that is kind of one actually mistake that a lot of people make with Pinterest marketing is they think, oh, well, it's kind of like Instagram where I can just share some really beautiful images or I can share a quote or an infographic and that'll get a buttload of saves. But the problem is a save does not translate to traffic, which doesn't translate to results and sales. So you want to get clicks. So you need to give someone some sort of incentive to click, which means you. No, have to I'm, really... I'm, I'm sorry, Mika. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to say it means you have to have really powerful headlines that really compel someone to be like, "I need to know. I need to know more about this," and click. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at uh, the your your Pinterest board here, and uh, because it's it's on, you could get to it from your website, uh, angiegensler.com. There's a link at the bottom of uh, the description of uh, of this podcast. But uh, you know, it looks like uh, yeah, you you just have these giant basically banners that uh, do you where do you create those? Are those like in Canva or like how do you? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I use canva.com. And I mean, you can use any sort of design tool, but Canva is probably one of the easiest ones to use. And yeah, it looks great. I mean, it's, yeah, it's very absolutely. simple. Anyone could do this. So you, you created blog posts with these uh, really uh, good graphic uh, images on Pinterest and that drove enough traffic to your website that people just signed up and you got your 
you got in six months, how much, how much did you end up getting? Oh, I don't know what my number was at six months. It was definitely in the thousands. I think I wow. hit five. I can't, I hit 5,000. It might've been by July or August, I think. So within about six months. Well, how big is your list now? Uh, it's about 25,000. 25,000. And that's within, within about three years. Cause you said you started this at the end of 2016. So that's like two December, and a half years. Actually. Yeah. Two and a half years. Yep. Wow. Impressive. That's amazing. And, and so, so now you are basically, um, uh, doing this full time. And so do, does your work basically break down to, uh, consulting or selling products on your website? Like where, where would, does most of your business come from? Would you say? Yeah. So I don't do any consulting. I sell, um, digital products. So I have a couple small, lower dollar digital products that I sell. And then I also have a few Pinterest courses that I sell as well. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. it. You've built yep. a seven that's figure it. business off of low ticket items. Then how much yep. do your Pinterest courses cost? Like what, what are the price ranges on those? Just give me an idea. Yeah. So I have a Pinterest marketing one oh one. That one's, um, actually I just raised the price. I think that one I just raised to one ninety seven. Don't don't tell us that. You just, <laughs> just I mean, I just dropped it. It's so affordable. Okay, yeah, it was it was nine ninety seven. Now it's one ninety seven. Now it's only one ninety seven. The information Marketing in here is worth five thousand dollars, and normally you would sell it for one thousand. But because you're a listener of this program, one ninety seven. You get it for the low, low price. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, and I'm, I, I'm looking, I'm looking uh, on the website now, um, uh, angiegensler.com uh, uh, forward slash P forward slash Pinterest dash 101. And uh, so what, what kind of things are in, in this particular course, for instance? Yeah, on the Pinterest Marketing 101. So with that mm -hmm. one, I talk a lot about how to build the foundation. And I think a lot of people, they jump into Pinterest viewing it like, you know, maybe they view it like another visual platform like Instagram or, you know, they just think, oh, it's just like Google. And it's like, oh, it's really its own beast. So I really dig into the concepts of how to build a solid foundation, how to build out your profile, what makes a good solid pin design. I have a ebook that I created, I basically developed, it's called the viral pin formula. And so I studied pin design in depth and I studied what works, what doesn't work. Uh, I studied all the data and analytics within uh, tailwind within my Pinterest account to see what are people clicking on? And I discovered seven different ingredients that really make a pin just, I, I could say go viral, you know, that's why I call it the viral pin formula, but essentially get a pin clicks? What causes someone to click on it? And so there's those seven ingredients. So within the course, they'll learn those seven ingredients and how to develop a really good looking pin. Um, can you, can you share just a couple of those with us? Yeah. So one of them is to design a long pin. So as I mentioned with a two to three ratio, because what you don't want is a square or a landscape image on Pinterest. You want really long, long images. Uh, anything smaller than a two to three ratio, it's going to get completely lost in the feed and people, it's just not going to get clicks on it. Which is really interesting because that almost goes against the uh, conventional wisdom of making sure that it shows up on a cell phone. So this is, mm. this is like, I guess it could mm -hmm. still show up on a cell phone because it's almost the ones that you're talking about are almost cell phone shaped, right? Yep, exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Now, and does so that align it, with like the Canva? Because Canva has a pre-sized Pinterest graphic. Does that align with that ratio? Um, yes, I'm just curious. it does. It does. Okay. 
It does. Yep. Now, I wanted to ask you about the headlines. Do you have a, a specific process? Uh, have you studied copywriting at all? Do you have like a certain mm-hmm. like certain headlines that you find work better than others? Like, are you yes. uh, are you opening up like loops? I, mean, I don't know if you know what that means, but <laughs> like like mm-hmm. leading cliffhangers or what are you doing for your headlines? Yeah. So I have noticed that on Pinterest lists, so the listicles, people love, love, love numbered posts. Those mm-hmm. perform probably 10 to one against any other type of headline. Um, and then using really strong power words. So power words just kill it on Pinterest. So, um, you know, ultimate and um, mouthwatering, you know, if it's about food, using, throwing in those words can completely transform a headline. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you feel about the word squishy? <laughs> Is that a power word? Is that, is that a power word? Or? It doesn't seem too powerful. I know. Really? <laughs> Quite squishy. Well, it, it, it depends. It depends uh, how you use it. Like, uh, for instance, uh, I met Donald Trump and I shook his hand. Squishy. It was squishy. You know, it, it, it depends on how, like, with the context. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at your. I'm looking at your pins, and, and indeed, you know, you've got like. Uh, the way you've designed it, you've got like seven Instagram marketing tips from expert brands and you have marketing and expert uh, highlighted mm-hmm. uh, six incredible, which is like big reasons to site uh, ground uh, is perfect for bloggers. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, you, you are definitely following your own rules, which is good because <laughs> uh, here at Marketing Geeks, we don't. Uh, that's why we only have seven listeners despite the fact that we are expert marketers and if you were in the room you would have seen expert we have we have very strict rules we have very strict rules we just don't follow them that's the only problem that's right that's right because our rules are made to be broken or or or, or we're lazy i'm not sure it's one of those two it's testing it's it's all about testing right (laughs) so so uh you you basically at what point did you make that leap like you you saw that that did you leave the job first or did you realize that you were really like oh wow this has legs and so you then made the leap like what what was that transition like yeah it was tough it was a hard transition because I was the sole income provider for my family my husband was a was a stay-at-home dad Mm -hmm. so we were relying completely on my income so I could not quit my job yeah and so we worked to build it. I think the first year I probably made like 200 bucks. (laughs) And so I continued to work full time. And then at month 20, so it was April of 2018. It was 20 months after I launched, we finally got to the point where we decided, okay, we've made just enough. It still wasn't enough to live off of, but we'd made just enough and we built up enough savings to last us for quite a while that we thought, if, if we're going to do this, now's the time. Like it's time to do it because we're to the point where I can't continue to grow the business it, it, with the amount of work that I had with my full-time job. And it was, it was almost like a, it's a now or never situation. And so I took mm. that leap and it was one of the most terrifying decisions of my life because it, <sighs> you know, I'm, we had to cut so much. We cut yeah everything. And we didn't go out to eat. We didn't put our kids in any activities. Like what about we Netflix? canceled all of our vacations. Yeah, that was my yes, question. I was just <laughs> Yes, we did. We canceled Netflix. We all canceled right. Hulu. Oh. We canceled Amazon. We canceled Amazon Prime. I oh mean, my God. Everything. That's serious. That is we serious. We cut yeah. everything. And 
at first it was the most freeing, amazing moment ever. And then I went through probably a couple of weeks where I'm like, holy shit, what did I just do to my family? Like, what did I just do? Like, and how selfish am I being? Because I hate my job and now I'm being selfish and I'm not allowing my kids to do all these things because I want freedom, <laughs> you know? And, but, you know, now looking back, now, it was outside absolutely of, the best decision. Outside of your immediate family, I mean, because I, I see that you have an MBA, it looks like, right? You got an mm-hmm. MBA. Um, yep. So, Outside of your immediate player. family, nice. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did your did your parents freak out about this too? Like the fact that you're leaving like a corporate job, like a right, security. Yeah. I mean, because I know that like my family, we have very different value systems. My parents versus mm-hmm. me in terms of in terms of uh, like what they see as secure and you know what I do for a living. So I'm yep. just curious, like was that also a, a struggle? Not just your immediate family, your husband and your kids, but also your parents, like in any other uh, family, were they were they giving you crap on this, or how'd that go? Right. So you know what's so funny about that is that was actually what held me back for so long. I think from quitting, I was terrified that my dad was going to say, "Angie Sue, I didn't raise you <laughs> to just be a you know to go quit." And he's a and lawyer, to, you said, right? So he's also yes, a lawyer. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so I was really scared I was going to get that talk from my dad about you know, I raised you better than this, and you know what are you going to put your family through, and how are you going to provide and when I called them and we actually didn't tell them, my husband and I did not tell anybody for probably like, it might've been a month or two before we told anyone that I even quit. And when I told them, they were like, that's awesome. You're going to do amazing. We have no doubts. And I was like, wait, are you really serious? And they're like, Angie, we trust you. We know you, you are smart. You're calculated you wouldn't quit if you didn't know that you could do this. You're going to do it. You'll be fine. I was like, oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, it was really surprising and wonderful. Wow, did, you do any, wow. did you do any social media marketing um, in your, in your career too? Were you, were you managing like social accounts for your corporate mm-hmm. career? Um, you, yes. you said marketing, but I don't know what you did for them exactly. So yeah. Yes. So um, I pretty much, so it was, it was a $150 million business, but it started uh-huh. out as just me. So for years I was the only marketer at all. So I did everything from like, I built the website. I managed all the social media channels. If we needed to do, you know, direct mail or trade shows, I, I did it all. So, uh, what, what, uh, I've got two, two questions. The first one is, um, let's say that you were advising a small business, uh, or a social media manager on the way that they should approach, uh, their whole social systems. Uh, and somebody is just kind of new that they come up to you and they're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. What would you recommend to that person as far as like how to deal with social media in this day and age? What would be the, Mm. the, the, the platforms and what would be kind of the things that you would recommend them? to do. Yeah. So the first thing that I would recommend them to do is do their research and narrow down to one social media channel. That's it. I think so many people, when they come into it as a brand new business, they think, okay, I have to do social media. And they think that means I have to be on all the channels and they completely burn themselves out because they're trying to learn Twitter, which is totally different from Instagram, which is totally different mm-hmm. from Facebook and from like, like they're all and, so unique. And Gary Vee so says different. to look at TikTok. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and in a year from now, he'll probably tell us a different one that he's investing in. <laughs> so, uh, so, so find, find the one channel and this makes sense. Like, you know, the, the company that I'm doing a majority of my consulting for right now, they are mostly like a very niche B2B business. And so for that, to me, it's LinkedIn, right? That's like yep. where we yeah. put all of our focus, but I do, uh, create content and I replicate it on the other social channels as well just to get it out there. Mm -hmm. But the one that I really uh, focus on is, is LinkedIn. Um, so, uh, so as, as uh, somebody like focuses on that particular channel, what, what, how, what type of engagement would you recommend with somebody? Um, as far as like how to engage on that channel or what level to look yeah, at. Yeah, like what what's the what's the type of content that people seem to be responding to most? Like on mm. Pinterest, you know, based on your on your uh, research, it's like something with a number, you know, ten important uh, pieces of blogging advice, which you know, important is like big. You know, this is like one of the the things that you have here. So, uh, w what kind of engagement it seems to be like? the most popular type of engagement these days? Yeah. You know, the one type of post that I see generates the most engagement, most comments, uh, most conversation is questions and mm -hmm. simple questions. You know, I think a lot of people have gone the super, super long post route, you know, and on Instagram, a lot of those really authentic, like I'm going <laughs> to share my truth and I'm going to share super like vulnerable this. post alerts. Yes, 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 yes. Those are huge on Instagram. Yeah. And that works well. But I've also seen that no matter what channel we're talking about, just a really simple one line question. And it could be something that has nothing to do with your business. It could be as simple as coffee or tea. And instantly you get this big debate going and tons of people wanting to chime in and share, you know, why they think coffee is better than tea. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and so, so like, it, it uh, who farted? Like that's a, that, like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I, what I also see <laughs> is, is if you, if you act in somebody else's um, self-interest. So if I, if I like put out a post and say, um, please share your blog or please share your podcast mm, or please yes. share something like that, you get a ton of engagement because people, a lot of people are self-interested and you give them an mm -hmm. opportunity to be self-interested and they jump on it. That's what I've experienced. Absolutely. As well. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, that kind of is perfect in, in alignment with one of the myths. I teach five different social media marketing myths. And one of them, people think that social media is a broadcast channel. So a lot of small businesses and even some of these big corporations, they'll use their social media channel to put out their news releases mm -hmm. and product updates. And it's all about us, 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 you know, this yeah. is my company and this is about us. And it's, it's not social media is not about. And they probably the don't even owner. respond to the comments if they ever get any too. Exactly. Yeah. And, and really who's, I mean, who wants to comment on a news release? Like, well, yeah, true. True. very true. <laughs> let alone read it, you know, and the truth is it's not a broadcast channel. It's an interactive channel, you know, it's social media. So yeah. How can you make your content about your ideal customer? You know, so if you I can like ask questions or just create helpful posts or again, like you said, let them promote themselves, but whatever it is that you're creating, think about does this resonate or help or serve my ideal customer in some way? Now, let me, and, I do want to, because we're, we are getting closer to the end of our interview here. I do want to talk a bit about how you transitioned into information products. Um, cause you, you created your 
your calendar for social media posting. Mm -hmm. You created your Pinterest courses. Um, I want to hear about how you created those. Now, are you doing anything else? Are you taking on private clients at all? I mean, are you taking like high-end private at all? Or is that, that's it? You're no. only doing the information stuff. So you're very leveraged. Only doing okay. information. Yep. Very yep. cool. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about like how you transitioned into selling those products, what that was like in the beginning and how you kind of turned the corner. Um, are you running paid traffic now? I want to hear about the information mm -hmm. product side. Yeah. So, yeah. So as I said, I had started with that freebie opt-in. So it was just a free social media content calendar for 2017. Mm -hmm. It did really, really well. And then I started developing a Pinterest course and thought, okay, I'll do a course. And then I'll also do Pinterest management and Pinterest consulting. And I was really trying to force that. And it was, it was just a lot of work. And as yeah. I kept kind of working <laughs> uphill and, uh, I don't want to say hustling cause I've never really hustled. Um, cause That's right. you give the double middle finger to, or you said the yes, double finger, yeah. not the double middle finger. Is that the double middle finger? The double finger? Yeah. 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 <laughs> double middle finger. Yep. <laughs> the hustle. Yeah, now, is that a shot at Gary V Grant Cardone, the hustle? That's the hustle culture. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, I just, I, I've never liked that idea of like hustle your face off and work till, you know, you don't like work the, all night go work your job it. from 7am till five and and then from, from six o'clock till 2am, you need to work on mm -hmm. your side hustle. <laughs> yes. I, I was like, that, that is literally what Gary Vee says. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's exactly what he teaches. And I know it works for him and I know it works for peop other people. So I don't want to say that's like a horrible idea, but it's bad for me. <laughs> and I knew I was like, that yeah. will not work for me. And I have two very small children. And, and to me, I was like, I am not at all willing to compromise my sleep or my time with them. Yeah, no doubt. How, how, old, how old are your kids, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, so now they are seven and five. Cool. So yeah, I, I got a four-year-old Just starting myself. to build it. Yeah. Oh, I have nice. a one-year-old. He has a four-year-old. But I got, the, I got the youngest. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you guys know, I mean, you're kind of in the thick of it. Those early ages, like they require a lot of attention. Yes. Especially the one-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. It's like having a little drunk around you all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, they wake up in the morning and they're just like, I'm hungry. Hey, where are you going? I'm at you. I love you guys. I just shit myself. Like it's, <laughs> and they're always like stumbling on over things and falling and tripping. That's it. <laughs> You know, I will say that I had to watch, I had to watch my son over the weekend for like four hours because my wife went out with her friends and <clears throat> it's like, I, I don't know how a single parent could ever oh my gosh. Like, do it. I just don't understand. Like that four hours was rough because usually my mm. kids are daycare right now. <laughs> my kids at daycare. I can, yeah. that's, that's the way, that's the way to do it. <laughs> but, um, but man, yeah, it's just the. It's, it's a lot of work and I, I, mean, I can't lot. do anything. Yeah. I cannot get work done when I'm watching my kid. Like I, I've tried and he'll just come over there. He'll put his little paws on the laptop, you know, cause mm -hmm. they, they do have paws at that age. Yep, are, you, they love are you talking stuff. about your cat or your kid at this point? I, I don't know Talk if you know the, the difference, buddy. Your, your, your kid is the one without the fur, just so you know, and they probably both go into the cat box. <laughs> probably. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, kids cannot seem to resist that keyboard. They just, they're like, ah, oh, I must type all over it. <laughs> Now, okay, let's get back on back on topic here. Now, okay. are you doing anything else for uh, for revenue generation? Are you doing affiliate marketing? Um, are you promoting? Because I mean, it's you you're blogging. That's kind of a 
a medium that lends itself well to affiliate marketing mm-hmm. as well. Do you do any of that yep. to, to bring in some extra money? I do money? a little bit, um, not a whole lot, but I do affiliate just for the products that I use, use. and I absolutely yeah. love. But they're not, they're bringing in like a teeny, teeny, tiny little percentage of Yeah, my like a couple hundred bucks, <laughs> yeah. thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah, really. It's really not much at all. Um, and so, yeah, so when I found is, so I created that core, the Pinterest course. This was like two years ago, my first Pinterest course. And I was trying to get consulting work, trying to get, you know, some Pinterest management work. And it was an uphill climb. And what I noticed is I just kept getting more and more people raving about the calendar. And so I thought, hmm, I wonder if I can turn this into a paid product. Like, can I make this better? Can I increase the value and charge for it? And so I did that for the 2018. I charged a little bit and I made some good money and not a ton, you know, uh, under probably like $10,000 on it. And I was like, okay, I think I can like, scale the shit out of this thing and make it even better for 2019. Is that a technical term? It is. (laughs) That is a technical marketing term. (laughs) And so uh, for then for 2019, I made, again, continued to make it bigger. I made a a complimentary product. So in addition to the calendar, I also made 150 image templates that people could edit and customize. And they synced hand in hand with the prompts that I was, the daily prompts that I was giving people on the calendar. And so again, charged a little bit more, had a whole funnel built out, had a nice upsell offer. And then I started running Pinterest ads and Facebook ads to it. And it exploded, like it went bonkers. And it completely transformed our business. It transformed our lives. And it was a $36 product. (laughs) It was incredible. Wow. Wow. So, uh, so let me ask you this, uh, and this is actually a question from our, uh, lovely project manager, Iris. Uh, what, what is the future in your mind? Like where, cause we're, we're on the edge of like, you know, uh, bots and deep fakes. And this is kind of, there's a whole new AI, there's a whole new sort of rise of automation coming, uh, anything that you do now won't work in six months. Uh, generally, mm-hmm. uh, what, what do you see the future looking like in your mind? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, everybody says video right now and I'm struggling with that one to believe that like it is going to be video and people should only do video and focus on that. Um, partly I, I think that people are going to get burnt out because you have to, you have to be really engaged, you know, to watch a video, to be a part of a video. Um, I kind of feel like the future with posts and social media is it's not going to involve bots. It's not going to involve AI. I think people are very burnt out on that. They're frustrated with that. Um, I think it's going to be more authentic in the sense of like, people want to be a part of a group. So I think Facebook groups are only going to continue to get bigger and to grow. People are feeling comfortable and safe to engage within groups. And I know Facebook is pushing them heavy. So they're putting a lot of emphasis on groups. So I think Facebook groups is definitely a place where people would be wise to invest in. Um, And obviously, I think Pinterest is going to be a great place to be too, because Pinterest just um, went public. So their IPO, I think that went out like April, some mid-April. Pretty recent, yeah. 
They, yeah, they, they're so, one of the IPOs that actually went up too. I think they didn't, they didn't crash. Like yeah, that really <laughs> surprised me. I, I was like, my husband was like, Oh, are we going to invest? You know, since and I was, yeah. we were both like, eh, it doesn't seem wise yet to like, yeah. let's just wait. Um, but no, they're doing great. And they have so many plans for improvements in the future. And so I feel like Pinterest is only going to continue to grow and become more of a place where marketers need to be. And they're really continuing to focus on the user experience too and bringing in um, more men. They're actually attracting a lot more men and that demographic yeah, is growing. I've definitely really seen that. I've definitely seen that they've, it seems to be, it seems to be growing in, uh, in the number of males using Pinterest from when it started. It used, it seemed like when it started, it was recipes and DIY yep. and um, heavy female demographic. So um, yeah, so you, you see and that, really you see that shift because- and a lot of people don't really think about Pinterest as a marketing tool, right? So uh, this is, I mean, this is really important information, especially for those uh, marketing geeks out there who are, you know, trying to really think how to leverage their uh, their brand or, or you know, the, the brand that they're working for. So this is something that's that's very interesting. And you you mentioned Tailwind a couple of times. Can you just tell us what that is? Yeah, Tailwind is a Pinterest management software. So it's an online, it's a SaaS company, an online software. And it's incredible. It's, you can get it for about $10 a month and it allows you to manage the majority of your Pinterest activity. So you can schedule a lot of your pins. And one thing that tends to scare people when they dig into Pinterest marketing, you'll learn that you need to pin about 30 times a day, which sounds ridiculous, (laughs) but it's actually a lot easier than it sounds. And it's super easy with Tailwind because you can just schedule a bunch of pins into your queue and Tailwind will send them out at the optimal times. And so Tailwind's a great tool. Um, And it also has a really incredible feature called Tribes. And it allows you to collaborate with people within your own niche and you share each other's content onto Pinterest and pin one another's content. And so Tribes is a really great way to get a lot more traffic to your website and to help get your pins out on the platform and get them spider webbing throughout Pinterest. So that's kind of like hmm. a influencer leveraging. So you're, you're finding other Pinterest influencers in a sense and leveraging yep. their networks or you're leveraging, exactly. leveraging each other's networks. I should say. Exactly. Yep. Now, do you do any speaking on this? Like, cause you're, you're like the Pinterest expert. I, I don't see a ton <laughs> of people that are, you know, marketing themselves as Pinterest experts. Are you taking on speaking gigs? Are you looking to do that in the future? Mm-hmm. Is that something down the line? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I do local and very open to national speaking gigs or online. Yes. I love to love to do speaking on Pinterest. It gets me okay. all jazzed My, up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Last couple questions. Um, so Tailwind, is that, is that an app or is that just a, a SaaS product that you can access from your desktop and, and from your phone or how, how does it work? Um, so I guess I believe it's an app. Um, it's called the Tailwind app. If you go to tailwindapp.com, but it is, it's like a SaaS and you can okay. access it anywhere with an internet connection. Uh, and then yeah, it looks uh, like it you, does, uh, Instagram as well, by the looks of it. Yes. You can do Instagram as well from it. Now, when you built the, um, when you built your course, your Pinterest course, I'm just curious, did you, did you build it? Um, did your husband's a web designer? Did you build it on your own or do you, are you using one of those platforms out there like teachable or one of those course building platforms? Yeah, to make we a course? started, we started the very first one we built on our own. I think my husband used member press and, and then it was just, it was cumbersome and yeah. time consuming. <laughs> and, and so finally I was like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go to teachable. And 
So I use Teachable now and I absolutely love it. It's so easy. And, and I imagine you pay the, the higher fee to, to keep all the money. Yep. Yeah. Makes yep. sense. Especially yeah, if you're making it. six or seven figures from it. So <laughs> nice. Well, this, this, is, this is incredible. I mean, I, I, uh, uh, so the big takeaways for me are number one, that, uh, you can build a digital product and build a list using Instagram and then sell it. Uh, you, uh, can possibly get fired from rubbing a bull's balls. Uh, you, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, using, uh, teachable to do, to manage your digital products. Uh, but you also have some lead generators or freebies and, and we want to offer, uh, some of our, uh, seven listeners, whoever, one of our seven listeners wants to have one of those or all seven, uh, what is, what is that, uh, free thing you'd like to give some of our listeners? Yeah. So I have a Pinterest marketing checklist and it is 37 brilliant things. <laughs> so get that power word in there. Power word. Power uh, word. <laughs> that, the, that your listeners can do to help uh, grow their business using Pinterest. And so if they head to my website, angiegenzer.com slash checklist, they can download that for free. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm going to do that right now. Cause you know what? Woo-hoo. I'm going to totally do some of these things. And, uh, for, for, uh, for the, I'm going to tell our lovely Iris about some of this. Well, she's, she's actually our biggest fan, um, our marketing, uh, slash project (laughs) manager because, uh, she's, she's one of the seven listeners who actually donate to the show. So (laughs) nice. She listener number one. (laughs) She was donor number one. Donor number one. Nice. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time today and for coming on the show. And um, yeah, I do feel like, like you've provided a ton of value for our listeners. Now, I did want to give you an opportunity also to, to go ahead and just plug your, um, if somebody wants to get that $37 product, um, the, the social media calendar, where can they go to get that as well? Yeah, they can head over to angieginzer.com slash calendar, and they can learn, learn all about it and grab their own copy. Awesome. Awesome. Andres, did you have anything else here? Uh, I, I don't, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably re-listen to this show cause I never listen to the show. Uh, I'm not one of the seven listeners, <laughs> but I'm going to listen to the show and take some of the information and definitely use it because this was super valuable. This was absolutely, awesome. uh, super valuable. So what, what are, what's kind of the next thing, uh, for you, Angie? Like what, what are you, what are you planning on doing next? Are you just going to cruise on this? Or are you building something new? Yeah. So right now, um, I just wrapped up a, some add-ons to my Pinterest course. So I created some pin design templates. So now it's kind of getting that all ramped up and marketing for that. I created a tailwind course and then I got to start working on the 2020 calendar. And then I think I'm going to put together an Instagram marketing course, but not the kind, you know, there's a lot of courses out there for people who want to be like an Instagram influencer. And they want to do like the hashtag vulnerable posts. <laughs> My mine <laughs> super, will be more super vulnerable. Oh yeah, sorry. Hashtag super vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I want to create a course that's more for like your everyday small business owner that really doesn't give a crap about becoming an influencer. They don't want to become insta famous. Uh, they don't want to be super vulnerable. They just want to build their business and connect with their customers on a deeper level. So I want to create a course for that. Well, my, my posts on Instagram are usually like, I know you think it's easy 
you know, with me flying around in my private jet, I have my private jet photos and things like that, <laughs> but it's really, really hard. And I do my vulnerable, my vulnerable spiel. So is that, is that like the right strategy? What do you think? <laughs> People love that. Totally. It's very, they can, it's really relatable. <laughs> totally. Right? So, um, great. Yeah. And, and so, uh, where, uh, where can we find you? We can find you at, uh, uh, Angie, uh, .com. any, anywhere else that we, uh, our seven listeners might be able to, uh, connect with you or is it mostly just through the website? Yeah. So uh, definitely through the website. Um, if you, any of the listeners or Pinterest or YouTube, I I'm at Angie Gensler on all the social channels, but YouTube is a great one to go check out. Cause I've got a whole bunch of tutorials on there. So if they want to just get started with some free stuff, that would be a great place to to go check it out. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, this has been super great. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm on your, uh, YouTube channel too. You look like you have a, a ton of videos. It looks like you're crushing it. Um, so, uh, yeah, this was, this was absolutely amazing. Uh, we, we would you mind, uh, coming back on our show in a couple of months and, and kind of giving us a bit more of your wisdom? Sure. I would love to. Nice. Nice. Well, I, uh, let's do it. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, Justin, anything you want to, you want to add? No, no, no. I think, uh, I think we're good, but the, uh, I've learned that corporate culture does not value rubbing the bull's balls. And that's, that's really what I want to leave our listeners with. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does not. And, uh, you know, for, for any of our seven listeners who are thinking about taking that leap, uh, you know what, you, you got to do it because working for, uh, the man is a sucker's game. And, uh, hopefully I can, I can teach my, my son that that's the, uh, you know, when, when he was born, I was like, there are three things I want from this child. I want him to have a good sense of creativity. I want him to know why George was the best beetle. And I <laughs> want him to know that, uh, working for, uh, the man is for suckers. And nice. And what if he says that Ringo was the best, what are you going to do to him? Then I'm going to have to beat him, <laughs> I'm just, you know? I'm just going to have to. <laughs> so, um, uh, one, so one last question I got for you, Angie, what, what are you most geeky about? doesn't have to be marketing related, but just in general, what are you most geeky about? Oh, what am I most geeky about? It probably is marketing related. I kind of, I really get like geek out about that and it would have to be specific to email opt-ins like, and how to, how to make teeny tiny little tweaks to optimize and increase conversion rates. I really geek out over that. Yeah, like 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 what what's your favorite tweak? Just just offhand. Um I've always the headline. You know, headline is the the one tweak that I think gets the best like it has the most incremental change, right? But what's funny is sometimes the color. And that's so that one's kind of the most fun just cuz it's fascinating. It's like really the color can change the conversion rate. <laughs> it's fascinating. That is, that is. Well, uh, I, I am, uh, I am so grateful that you were able to come on the show uh, and, uh, you know, we, um, we're going to tell all of our seven listeners about you, the ones that couldn't make it. Uh, but, uh, this has been, uh, very opening, and, uh, yeah, we look forward to having you back on the show. Cause this was, a, this was really great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm excited to come back too. Thanks guys. This was Thank you. fun. A lot of fun. Wow, that was amazing, Angie Gensler. I, I, uh, I, you know, it's funny because uh, Pinterest is definitely one of the uh, platforms that I uh, don't look at that much. But uh, uh, you know what I do look at is geek news, and I think we have some right now. Better believe it. We damn right do. 
What do you got for me, man? What's happened uh, this week? I guess I got that Spotify has rolled out a new app called Spotify Stations. Yeah. And it is, it's a, it's cool for podcasters because it actually creates curated playlists and, and uh, not just curated playlists, but curated podcasts. So I guess they rolled this out in Australia last year and they've been testing it. And now it's good enough for the U.S. It passed the Australian test and uh, and now we we have it. So if you go to your iPhone, go to your Android, go to the App Store, download it now. Um, I, I think we'll have more information on it going forward. But uh, for now, just know that they've released this thing and it looks pretty cool. And it may uh, it could be a game changer in the podcasting space. We'll see. Well, they're also doing a, a curated podcast list the same way they did like your Discover Weekly. If you're a Spotify fan like I am uh, or your uh, release radar it, you know, they, they have these curated lists that, you know, they update and they're really good. But now that it looks like they're doing curated podcast playlists as well. Um, I, I actually, you know, my, the only reason I don't use Spotify for my podcasting. Why? Because I listen to all my podcasts at double speed. And so um, if they introduce that, I would definitely use uh, uh, Spotify for my podcasting, but then again, I would also listen to all my music at double speed too. So maybe that's not a good idea because I'm going <laughs> to listen to more music faster. You know? <laughs> yes. So you, what are you using, Castbox right now for the podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am, and it's uh, it, it's definitely I actually paid for it because I found it to be very useful to me. Yeah. So uh, Castbox is great, and I bought um, I bought it too. I bought it for iPhone. It's like five bucks. But you know, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, look at that, all that value. And uh, which reminds me, if uh, any of our seven listeners wish to donate to uh, what we do here, uh, you could give it to CastBox or you could just give it to us because we yeah. give you value right here. And shout outs. And we'll <laughs> give you a shout out on the show. You don't want to miss that opportunity. No, not one bit. Um, and, and especially the great news that we bring you like this one. Uh, did you know that Facebook has come out with a new uh, thing called a video creation kit. I did and not know it, that. Uh, it's a kit, no less. And uh, so, it, tell me more. It gives you what's that? Tell me more about this kit. Well, it, it gives you uh, editing, resizing options, and a save feature because you don't want to make a video and not save it. But it looks like there, uh, it, it's a tool that automatically turns one video into multiple videos with different aspect ratios to optimize ad placement. So uh, if you upload a video, I guess their AI will take your video and edit it uh, and make it into three or four more interesting videos because uh, you don't know how to do it right. That's right. <laughs> so you're, you're saying that they just think we're dumb and that they're just trying to, they're, they're just, that's it. They just think we're dumb. So they're giving us that. Is that what you're saying? That's right. That's, you know, you can, you can <laughs> win an election with Facebook. Um, uh, but video advertisers will now be able to save drafts of unfinished videos, making it possible to pick up where their project uh, was, uh, which is weird that you couldn't do that before, but um, kind of interesting. So, uh, I haven't used it yet, but this is, I guess it's an option now. If you want to do some video marketing through Facebook, they have the video marketing kit. Uh, big news that I was surprised about iTunes is, uh, going away. They're going to kill iTunes. Apple is finally killing iTunes. The, the, the product that made them rich is going to disappear. And, uh, it makes sense because, you know, you have an app for your podcasting, Spotify, as we talked about, like I will never buy music again. 
which is sad for the, you know, people who make music, but that's just the world we live in. But that's, uh, that's really kind of uh, the future now, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it's not really going away per se um, as it's just being split up into different, what apps, different, different sections. Yeah. They're just, you know, they're going to have like Apple music and uh, you know, they're just basically, and and, and admittedly iTunes was getting a little bloated, you know, it was like, you had your podcast, you had your music, you had your TV shows, you had your, you know, all this stuff. It was, it was getting a little, uh, a little out of hand. So um, I think it's a smart move on their part. So um, other big news, and this does affect you, the listener, is uh, the uh, the government, the U.S. government is going to start cracking down on some uh, tech companies for various things. But uh, there's been a lot of talk in different uh, parts of the world here in Europe, too, that uh, they feel that uh, Google is a little too powerful, has a little too much sway in how it, it uh, feeds data to people, Facebook too. So uh, I have a feeling that there's going to be some sweeping, sweeping changes within the uh, tech world very, very shortly. Well, there, I mean, there's an antitrust probe on Google officially, but it, it seems like from what I've read, they're, they're going to be looking into Amazon and Facebook next or, uh, or concurrently. So yeah, all those companies, um, there could be major, major changes coming down the road if they if they decide that either of these companies have to be broken up. Then I mean that's going to flip a lot of things on their head. Yeah, but you know what? Won't it won't affect? It won't affect the good people here at Marketing Geeks who love you. And with that, <laughs> another fine episode comes to a close. Man, we didn't. There, there's like movie news I didn't get to. Yeah. I, you know what you didn't I, get to? Keanu Reeves starring potentially in the Marvel's Eternals movie. Uh, yeah, I, I, I need to give you uh, my movie review for The Sun is Also a Star, uh, which I saw. In fact, you know what? Because I love my seven listeners, I'm going to give that movie review right now. <laughs> and that's all she wrote wow. folks this is very descriptive <laughs> very descriptive <laughs> next week we have uh some amazing guests we, we we're getting more high profile guests it's kind of yeah like people are actually deciding to be on the show which is great because like one of our seven listeners knows a guy who knows a guy who knows like who knows a guy now did you know yeah. that robert pattinson is the official new batman i mean we haven't talked about that he's the new batman officially Man, we, we got to do cast. a special like just geek movie episode but you know yeah. what with that uh we just want to bring you the informations into your ear holes thank you everybody if you want to help us out leave a review and with that 